0: Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh?
1: A Redwood Forest would be
2: cool. Ski slopes!
0: Wait! Did we just invent California?
2: Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This is Amy Brown from 4 Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual.
3: All right, well, welcome to Walkers and Talkers. I'm David Brody from in The Morning Show. Of course, that's Jamie from Light FM. Now, Hello. we've been teasing something for, we've been doing this podcast for like three years, and we got Chris Hardwick to record an ID for us. Which yes. Is, well, let's play it here.
4: Hey, it's Chris Hardwick. I host Talking Dead and Talking Preacher and Talking and Talking Talking and Talking Things. And you're listening to Walkers and Talkers, the only talking show I don't host, with David Brody and Jamie.
3: Okay, great. He recorded that for us. <laughs> but we always joked around about having him on. I ran into him on a plane. I couldn't get, I, we keep bumping into him with Caroline's Comedy Club. Like we've got to get him on the podcast, but he's very busy. And this is a little stupid walkers and talkers podcast. Maybe the most clever name for a Walking Dead podcast because <laughs> we're the talkers, you know. But guess what? Chris Hardwick's here. Hi, Chris.
4: Hey, what's up, you guys?
1: He's okay. sitting next. That to me. is
3: not an impressionist <laughs> doing Chris Hardwick. That's Chris Hardwick. This is
4: actually me. This I is. I don't uh, think anyone. I don't think anyone actually does an impression of me. <laughs> so it's me. If you hear this voice, it's probably me. Okay. Yeah. You
1: should ask Ross Marquand to do one. He's Ro- really good at that. You know, I.
4: I. <laughs> I'm scared, too, because (laughs) it's sort of like when you go to uh, an amusement park and someone's doing caricatures, they're like, go do one of me, and then you're like... Do my ears look like that? That's and why, and why am I holding a tennis racket? I don't <laughs> exactly. even play tennis. Like why is my tennis... nose so big?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah,
4: exactly. We met Ross Marquand, and one of the things we
3: do when we, we get all the IDs from the members of the Walking yeah. Dead family is we ask him to do something funny or unusual. So like Abraham, I had uh, Michael Cudlitz. He said, hey, I used to play Abraham Ford. At least I did until I bashed my brains in. Yep. And so we met Ross Marquand. We said, can you do the ID for us? We interviewed him. It was great. He did the ID. And I said, no, can you do it the way Chris Hardwick says your name? <laughs> and he said what he goes, he says, you're Ross Marquand. Yeah. Right? Like and so, <laughs> so the way he, he he didn't fully get it. So he sort of went, uh, this is uh, Walkers and Talkers, and you're listening to uh, Walkers and Talkers, and, this, uh, and I am uh, Ross Marquand.
4: Yes. yes. And like he, he was, said it very
3: French. Yeah. We're like, no, Marquand. Marquand. Yeah. And we learned that sometimes the actors forget their, what they ever... We see. We, we imagine that people on the show remember everything they've ever done. And
4: so <laughs> That's I want to do as fans, right?
3: I wanted Michael Cudlitz to say the way he said, "Who's Deanna?" Yeah. In in the episode of season six, maybe when they first got to Alexandria. And I said, "So hey, you're listening to Walkers and Talkers? Who's Brody? Yeah. Who's Jamie? Yeah. And he goes, uh, I goes, Who's Brody? Who's Jamie? No, the
4: way you did it with Who's Deanna? What?" Yeah, he, he yeah. is not
1: picking up what well, we're putting cause, down. because that's
4: like one moment <laughs> right in his uh, life. Yeah, yeah, and it. Uh, I, I mean, listen, I have, I have done that as well, where you assume, uh, oh, because this thing stuck out to me, right? They know exactly, and sometimes it does. Right, I mean, it's always worth taking a swing. And it
3: always reminds me. I catch myself, and I remember the Saturday Night Live episode with with uh, William Shatner, right, when he's at the the Comic Con or the Star <laughs> Trek convention. Yeah, and they're like, oh. Well, you did split in that episode, you know, and uh, the, the uh, Corbamite and the whole thing. Yeah. He's like, I don't, I don't remember that. Yeah, well, what were you thinking in that scene? And what was the number on the cabinet? Yeah. He's like, I don't yeah. remember.
4: That sketch was way ahead of its time. Right. That sketch, and then, and then in the Simpsons, the Poochie episode where, uh, Homer goes to the, they basically, they go do a, a, a signing where mm-hmm. they do an itchy and scratchy right. signing and there's all the nerds in the audience who are like an episode, but right. you know, and, uh, and then Homer like shuts them down. The, right. the, those were so far ahead of, right. of, of their time. Right. And
3: people do that with us on this podcast oh. and I do another podcast called the Brooklyn Boys and we're up to like episode hundred and people go, Oh, I totally agree what your mother said. What? <laughs> She was on, like, episode 24. Like, I don't remember what my mother said. Yeah. I honestly don't remember what we talked about on our morning
4: shows by 10-01. He'll always ask no. me, what
1: would you guys talk about this morning? I'm like, uh, I don't remember. Well,
4: yeah, because you, you're living in your short-term memory. <laughs> yeah. Right. And as soon as you're done with it, your brain just goes, I don't need this anymore. I'm right. human,
1: Dory. I just forget as yeah. it's happening. I mean, I, I
4: we did so many episodes of At Midnight, I would run into people and go, oh, you should be on At Midnight. And they go, I've been on <gasps> twice. You know? Go, oh, that's right. Um, there's a, a story that... Um, Conan told me about he uh, in the when Jerry Orbach passed away. Conan had when he was doing his old show. He said, "Oh my God, we should have had Jerry Orbach on." I really there was this one sketch I always wanted to do with him, and I loved him. I was such a huge fan. And I go, "He was on the show." And Conan right. goes, "No, he wasn't." And they go, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, uh. he was on." Uh, and Conan goes, I would remember right. if Jerry Orbach was on. So they sat him down. Oh. They brought up this video, and not only was it Jerry Orbach, but he had he did the exact sketch that Conan had wanted him to do. Oh, that's so and funny! And it freaked him out. I was like, "I have no memory of this because it was like fir- you know first or second right. season of his show." Right. Yeah. So
3: when you meet people, just keep in mind they don't remember the way. You remember
1: well, the way, but take fans a remember. swing anyway. Yeah, if they we'll do, try.
3: Then a swing. Then it's great. And by the way, speaking of taking a swing, thank you for taking pictures with us with my uh, the Negan bat. Oh yeah, of course. Lucille. Where it looks like we're, we're bashing you, With Lucille, right? Which comes back this season. It looks like Michonne has it. it. Looks like it, right? It looks like it's floating right. around. Now you there. have not
4: seen the season. You've
3: made that no, clear. No, I you haven't. haven't seen anything.
4: It looks great. It looks like my guess is that. Sooner or later, they're going to release the Negan, right? right. Like it feels right. like that's where it's headed. Because he he's not going to be a tomato farmer, <laughs> right? For, forever, I wouldn't think. But, right. but again, I don't I don't know.
3: I would say they have to base it sort of on the comics. But you know, in in a short period of time, there won't be any comics for them to reference. They have a couple of seasons left, maybe where the comics will be gone. Right. Uh, although what Negan does with the whispers, I think they may change to a Carol thing. Well, it just mm. you
4: know, like yeah, Kurt said, much the comics were really kind of Carl's story. Right. Yeah. It, and now and but Carl's not on the show anymore. Hold on. Spoiler, so Carl's dead. <laughs> yeah, you know, we uh, have to tell everybody it's a spoiler, <laughs> Carl's dead. Oh yeah, yeah. But I, you know, I do have to say though that if they listen to a Walking Dead, <laughs> yeah, they pass, should. We
1: always say listen in and order. And they're not caught up. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of
4: like watching Talking Dead going right. spoilers. Yeah. Like, yeah. why would you watch the listen show? Listen in order. Yeah, yeah no, it's, sort had, of a, it's a
3: running gag that yeah. we do all yeah. the time. No, good, we'll good, go, good, yeah, will yeah, when Negan killed Glenn and Abraham, Spoiler, oh, Glenn, Come on, I want <laughs> to get to that. <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I guess I just sort of feel like it. The show and the TV and the comics are such different, you know, parallel universes. That uh, who's, who, who's to say I'm uh, waiting
1: to read the comics Because they took such Different paths I want to wait till it's done And then go back And then I want to read everything
4: Well I had to take a pause From the comics Because what was happening On our show Is that I started to Because our show show's live oh, Right My brain started to go Meld them together Wait a minute Was that the yeah. I would start to say something And I'd have a moment Where I'd go Am I about to say something That was in the comics or Yeah about to Right So um, so I had to just Just for the To protect myself <laughs> right. On the right. air Now you're going to be live On Sunday correct Uh, No, we're not live because... Because you're in New York. I'm in New York, and, you know, it's always challenging because the premiere episode of of Walking and Talking is always the day after... It's always during New York Comic Con. Right. And so what usually happens is I do the panels, and then I race back to L.A. to do our show live. It just so happened that this year... Um, all the actors, uh, you know, Norman and uh, Melissa and Kaylee were all and and Greg and Angela were all out for the premiere. They did this like big, you know, Hollywood mm-hmm. premiere. They all happened to be out a couple of weeks ago okay. in L.A. So we just pre-shot because yeah. there was no way to get them back right. in time with their shooting sure. schedule.
3: We went to the premiere season eight. Was it at the Greek theater? Yes. Oh, they they flew our you, little podcast yeah, for the, out there. One oh, hundredth episode. So, yeah, so they crazy, had the red right? carpet, yeah, right? That was and so, so the red cool. carpet was all the T V stations and the big big things and the, whatever. And then we were at the very end with a little like index card on the floor that said walkers and talkers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the stars of the show would go three quarters down the line and then they get ushered off. <laughs> and then everybody else would ma- like the people that really like cared about everybody would come to the end. Yeah. You, you came to the end. You of came course. to the end. Yes. Thank you. There were some people that, like Andrew Lincoln. He was like six people from us. We were, you know, he was like, "Gotta go." <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. But, oh, there he is. Oh, well, you okay, know, bye. The, like
4: I'm, I, I'm also like, I feel like I'm just a real comfortable talker. Mm-hmm. Like there are actors who, you know, like they like being actors, right? And and but having to talk about what they do and and get and get too much. Um, you know, they uh, I think for them, it's just like, oh, you know, I just don't want to think about it too much. Right. Or, right. And also, you know, it's especially if you're if you're Andrew, like everyone is got to asked to ask course. Him a million oh, yeah. questions. We're not,
3: we're not mad, Adam. Yeah. I was just saying it was nice that some people came all the way to the end.
4: Right. Because we were the literally the last people. Well, I, I'm glad it was good to see you out there. And uh, I mean, I remember the first time I met y'all and you're like, oh, we do this podcast. I'm like, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, you know, wh- we have something in common. Basically, I'm, I am do a video podcast about The Walking mm-hmm. Dead.
3: You know what it was? I Because I, I'm a comedy writer in addition to w- doing whatever I do. And I came up with the name Walkers and Talkers. I'm like, what a great name for a podcast. <laughs> and I did the podcast because I didn't want to lose the name. Yep. So I'm like, we should just do it. A- so I did one episode just to get it in. And I thought, wow, this was fun. And people really reacted to it. So I was like, she's a nut. Jamie <laughs> is a crazy Walking Dead fan. I'm like, we should do a podcast. She's like, okay. I, said, I already got a name for it. So that's good. Cool. Yeah. And so we had a logo created, the whole thing. So it sort of just came out of coming up with the name
4: and a love for the show. Well, and that's what's great about podcasting is that uh, just to see how the landscape has evolved and changed and how anything that you're into, you yeah. can make into a Any podcast. niche, absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
3: Now, one of the things we, we talked about all the time when we talked about this off air is we're not big fans of whatever show they put on at 10 o'clock on AMC because it delays <laughs> your show, uh, talking dad, talking preacher, sure. talking whatever. And so we tend not to be fans or or support those shows, even if they're good. (laughs) We we just we just hate them. And so one of the things I mentioned to you when we bumped into each other on an airplane was we need that moment when you come on right after Walking Dead, where you say, hey, look, we just saw this and this emotional thing happened and what's going to happen with whatever. And then it goes on to your show. The show starts. The credits roll. If I have to wait that that hour and 10 minutes to get you to come on. Yeah. I don't need a tease that you're coming on. I need what we we call on our show the Hardwick tweener. Sure. Right? Yeah. and I, Which is not you saying, hey, we're going to have a recap later. It's yeah. that actual first part. Right after Walking Dead, you saying, listen, we're going to be on in about an hour after uh, Into the Badlands. But we just saw this. We're going to talk about this a moment. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think it's... A, I think you got to do what you got to do. And I'm then just saying we would watch no, it's, Badlands. It's, it's, it's,
4: it's just that It's just that I think, you know, AMC is in a weird position because... Uh, you know, they don't do programming seven nights a week, right? right. And the the post-Walking Dead slot is prime real estate. Oh, so sure. post-Walking Dead, post-Fear the Walking Dead. And so, you know, like this last season, they kind of did this experiment where they put um, uh, another, they put Nosferatu on to try to launch the show, mm-hmm. you know, to create other sure. hit shows. And, and I guess they just sort of realized, like, well, if we're going to put... Talking Dead on an hour later every week. Is it you know? Right. Maybe we just save some money and don't sure. do it for every episode. And, and if you're
3: not on, that's fine. Yeah. I'm saying if you're on at eleven, give me a little Chris Hardwick there to calm me down. I wi- yeah. I mean, listen.
4: You know, of course, <laughs> because it's we need you, my Chris. job. I, right. I, I would prefer that we were on after every Walking well, just Dead show. Just that little bit. Just that little. Because I feel tease. like that's part of the community right. that's been built, and it's sort of like that's just that's that's the package, right. You know, walking and, and talking. feeling like the but,
1: lavender incense we need yeah. to calm down, like. <laughs> Like, ah, after, ah, just so we could take the a moment. warm bath. Yeah, yeah. lavender oil.
3: I will yeah. say yeah. when Tom Selfie died on the bridge, I didn't need comforting.
4: <laughs> yeah, gotcha. I was fine. It, it wasn't quite as gut-wrenching, but... Uh, well, I just, I, I, you know, I hope that we'll get to to do more and, you know, but it's, uh, I'm happy for all the ones that we do get to do. So absolutely. I'm just excited to be back. And, you know, this season looks amazing. It does.
3: It, oh, the yeah. last season was great. And I, I, I know that there was a slight ratings dip in seven and eight, And I think it was because Negan had that oppressed feeling. Everybody was down, trodden, and and people didn't love that. But boy, what Angela Kang has done the last season and what looks like this season... Really makes it feel like old school season four, season five. Well, also the-
4: like numbers on all of television dip Absolutely. a little bit each year because people ha- can watch stuff whenever sure. they want. Yeah. and so and those are
3: only initial watch numbers. Those are only initial right.
4: watch numbers. Like when you look at the pl- when you look at like the 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 week, the plus seven number. Right, like it is substantial. You know, it's a, still right. a lot of people.
3: But if S- one person watched a little bit less.
4: Boy, it's good.
3: You really, you're missing out. And, uh, and, and Get and, back on the train. Yeah, the feedback we got on this podcast for last last season was just intense.
4: Well, I, I really, you know, I just, I want to say personally that I appreciate what you do. And I thank you guys for, because, you know, one of the parts, part of the reason why Walking Dead is such a phenomenon is because of the fan community. It's because of people like you who... You know, care enough to talk about the show, and even when you're shitting on the show, it's fine because right. you're fans.
1: It's legitimate passion,
4: and it's legitimate passion. You care about it, and so you know all opinions are valid. And and uh, and and I just appreciate that you've stuck with it this whole time, and that you're still doing. It. And it's it's great to finally be on.
3: Well, it's great to finally have you on, and we're going to see you. Thank you so much. We're going to see you this weekend at Caroline's yeah, Comedy I'll see Club, you yes. Caroline's, the the preeminent comedy club on the East Coast. It's the best. It's one if of not the in best. The whole country. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so you. I'm going to do my promise. Dobby joke for you. You're yes, you the Dobby, Dobby joke. That's do Dobby right. Dobby Dobby joke. For you. Uh, Chris yeah. Hardwick, walkers and talkers. Thank you for coming. Thanks thank on. For thank you so this much. This is huge. Thank you.
4: Well, we'll see you next week. One eight hundred deadline. Yes. Oh wait, it's not one eight hundred. It's eight eight eight. Oh
3: yeah. Oh, and give us the phone number, Chris.
4: Uh, eight 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 dead live. Is it eight seven seven? You do it every week. You know, you'd think. You that's what's so funny is that it's just become such a such a part of my. uh Oh, it's eight five five. Oh yeah, it's
3: not eight seven seven. Yeah. Okay, Chris, give us the number.
4: That's one eight five five dead live.
3: There you go. You know, it's a live episode when he gives that number. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. How
1: Thanks. great was that? He's so. I love this. He's man. waving.
3: He's, wave, wave, he's waving. Hi, bye. bye, Chris. <laughs> okay, we just had Chris Hardwick on, but you guys know that, you just heard that. Yes. I'm very excited. I am too. So we just did that, right? So we did, okay, so here's the backstory. Jamie had Chris Hardwick on the Light FM morning show. Yes. And he was doing a couple of the shows. And we had him scheduled for Elvis to end in the morning show. Then we had to cancel because Elvis' schedule changed. He's, signing a, uh, he's doing book signings and he was doing television and we, we couldn't work it out. So, of course, I was like, Jamie, you need to tell me when he's going to be there. Oh, of course. Come down and get a picture. So, we just took pictures with Chris. Yes. With my Negan bat.
1: I'm so glad he brought Lucille down.
3: And we're going to put those up at walkers underscore talkers. And I'm sure we'll put them up at the Talking Jamie. And I'll probably put them up at uh, at David Brody. Yes. Uh, but they'll definitely be at walkers underscore talkers. And uh, he was great. And I and I had emailed his people because he's got people. He's got people, yeah. And I said, listen, I know you're doing the radio station thing, but you know this is the podcast. He's recorded that ID for us, and he knows us, and we've met him many times. We've seen him at Caroline's. He'll be at Caroline's Comedy Club all yep. weekend you here in New York City. You even
1: saw him again on an airplane?
3: So I'm on an airplane. Yeah, I told that story. He was he was sitting up front. Yep. I was not. <laughs> and we had a great conversation. Yeah. And so when I walked into Light FM this morning, he's like,
1: oh my God, are you... And so
3: it's, it's, it's like, it's fun for us, because we... We don't know him, but he knows sort he recognizes of. us. Which he recognizes is very us. Fun. Right. And we'll see him tomorrow night. Yeah. Because we're, we're taping this on Thursday. Yes. A day later than we normally do. But how great was that. So I hope you guys enjoy that interview.
1: He has great energy.
3: And uh we still gotta review the episode. We have a lot of news. Plus, one of the websites I use for my news did a segment on they where they basically ripped us off. Oh. They wrote everything that was they didn't call it this. But they listed everything that was bullshit in the finale. Uh, That's us. So I'm going to do the review and talk about what we thought was bullshit. And then I'm going to read to you what they wrote. Because the verbiage is good. Okay. And uh, just to see that other people see the same bullshit we do. That we do. Okay. All right. Uh, We'll get to all of that right after this.
0: Hello, this is Ross Marquand. Play Aaron on The Walking Dead. And you're listening to Walkers and Talkers with David, Brody, and Jamie.
2: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
1: I remember this it's time. on fire today. <laughs>
2: yeah. We got to talk about, uh, we
3: did give Chris grief off air. Hold on. Before the interview. There
1: we go. That's your part. Yeah. yeah, that's
3: my part. So I said we were taking pictures and you took, uh, we took pictures in front of Jamie's giant The Walking Dead banner. And I said, hey, Chris, listen, I know that Fear of the Walking Dead isn't The Walking Dead. It's not on that level. And I know that they were trying to push Nosferatu and yeah. they used that 10 o'clock slot to launch new shows, which he talked about in the interview. We he just, did. We just talked about. I said, but we need you every episode. Yeah. And he's like, no, I, I appreciate that. I'm like, you don't understand. <laughs> like, so whatever I said to him in that interview we just did, I hit him hard before the interview. <laughs> you did. Like, I cannot go to sleep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I need to go to sleep. <laughs> I, I, As you're in the interim, I'm like, you're our lavender incense. You calm us down. And
3: we didn't talk about it on the podcast necessarily. We did talk about how we boycott the shows. But oh, off fair, yeah. we, we reminded him from the last time we met him about "Fu into the Badlands. He laughed. He laughed at yeah. it. He, he, he's not like, you know, don't do that because it's, it's his network, you know, but he laughed because it's funny. Yeah. I don't to throw him under the bus, but he was just like, oh, that's,
1: uh, you know, It is funny. It's funny. Mm.
3: Okay. So let's talk a little news. By the way, shout out to everyone that called bullshit and tweeted us. I yes, I, we're gonna. I'm trying to go a little faster today because we just did the interview, and I don't want to make this a three hour podcast. Plus, Jamie's always got something more important to do.
1: Uh, this has been. I feel like it should have been Friday three days ago. I'm I'm uh, shot.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah, like Morgan.
1: Yeah, oh, spoiler.
3: Uh, by the way, how great was he? He's like, people should know by now that Glenn's dead. I'm like, no, 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 that's not Yeah, thing.
1: Yeah, we had to to him. Oh, was, hold on, spoiler, cute. spoiler.
3: <laughs> uh, Insider, which is, um, you know, uh, a reference to Jamie's weekend. No. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Ins- the website Insider reviewed the first three episodes of The Walking Dead. I guess they got advanced copies, which I would have gotten had we gone to the PaleyFest event. Uh, but uh, we're, uh, you're go- we're not going this year.
1: No, we're not.
3: We're not going. Because uh, we couldn't make it.
1: Yep. Maybe, well, so last year, if it's you remember...
3: Uh, I went... Jamie was at a wedding or yeah. Sweet 16 or some whatever. A wedding. And I went to uh, this event in New York called Paley Fest, which they bring in TV shows and the actors and then they do a screening. And last year, if you remember, on the red carpet, I got to meet... I played the clips of Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Angela Kang. Yes. And then I watched the premiere... Well, this year, in order to go, um, they said, you can go, but if you both want to go, you have to interview someone who works uh, at the center, the CEO or the the big shot. Yeah. And I said, nobody wants to hear her. No offense, but I can't put her on the air, and it doesn't really fit in with our Walking Dead podcast, because she doesn't know about the Walking Dead. Yeah. Who can't do that? Well, then I I can't get you two tickets. And I understood that, because it's crowded. It's a small little place. And I said, well, we're just not going to do it. Yeah. I mean, I got to play hardball. Yeah, they're nice people, and I understand the rules. We're I, just I get do that.
1: It. Yeah, but it doesn't fit any of our formats.
3: And your Norman was going to be there too, which is I know is, my my
1: little. But
3: we're going to Comic Con.
1: Yes, we are.
3: So Friday, which day? The third.
1: Yes. On the no tomorrow. Tomorrow's the fourth. The
3: fourth right? Yeah, we'll be there. Tomorrow the fourth, or whatever you're listening to this, October fourth, we're going to Comic Con. Yeah. Did you see the thing in the uh, on their rules, what you can wear or not wear?
1: Oh, I don't no, have it with look. me. It's
3: very funny. I should go get the list, but it's um. Oh, you know what? Let me get the list. Okay. I have, I have it right here. Hold on. Okay, so if you're going into a comic con, here's what you can't take inside. Okay. Costumes wider than four feet. Oh God. Longer than six feet. Oh. Or taller than eight feet. What? So what no are, dragons, really, is what. Or it, what don't
1: it, be a demogorgon or something. Right.
3: Um, you can't bring wear a costume that causes obstructed vision. Oh my God. Weapons with blades, metal, wood, fiberglass, PVC, Shh. glass, or firearms like air guns or cap guns.
1: Oh my god.
3: Right. This is Comic Con. Now, what you can take inside. Prop weapons. Firearms made of foam or cardboard with the barrel of all prop firearms covered with brightly colored caps. so they Clearly they're fake. Yes. Right. I get that. Right. You know like if you buy a replica gun? Yeah. You have to legally put an orange tip in it so that oh, and block know. the opening so you can't like rob a liquor store with a fake gun. Oh
1: wow. You need
3: to identify it right away like it, it's not real.
1: Yeah.
3: Uh, Bow type weapons must be unstrung or have low tensile thread like springy like not a real like a well, you could shoot an arrow, okay, like a rubber band, like loose.
1: Oh, okay.
3: Uh, arrows must have soft, non-metal, blunted tips oh, made of foam God. or cardboard. This is the event we're going to.
1: Wow, well, I can't wait now.
3: Well, you can't wear your eight-foot-tall costume now. <laughs> so yeah, you're out. Wow. Uh, anyway, they re- uh, Insider. Getting back to Insider, they reviewed the first three episodes, and they said uh, the first episode was fine. They liked it. Not the best premiere they've done, but good. Okay. But that the next two episodes are they get better and then even better. Okay. So that yeah, so there you go. They said they're progressively even better, and again, they also said everyone's in it. And uh, there's apparently an Easter egg to the movie Jaws. There's a little because we saw them on the beach, Hmm. right? There's a lot of beach scenes being filmed. So there's something that's like a little nod to the movie Jaws. Okay. Okay. Uh, Fear. Let's talk about Fear the Walking Dead for a minute. Uh, what's his name? Andrew Goldberg. Yeah. Right. The one of the executive producers. If it's not, don't tweet me. Goldberg. (laughs) Um, he says. Um. Talking about Morgan. He says, you know, he was bleeding quite a bit from that wound. Uh, he also had walkers encroaching on him. So, you know, whether it's uh, he was shot in the shoulder or the heart, it's a bad gunshot wound. And it's not going to be one he could easily could easily survive. Yeah. Spoiler, Morgan gets shot in the episode we're about to review.
1: I don't like that.
3: Um, he says, yeah, if it was shot in the heart, he would have died right away. He wouldn't have been able to crawl across the stones on the ground. Agreed. Uh, so, there's that. Um so, in, so, asked blatantly, so Chambliss, the other executive producer, was asked um, about Morgan, and he says, I think all we'll say is that Morgan's final message to everyone was telling them to just live, and he meant that. He said, uh, on a more metaphorical level, telling them to try to live their lives because uh, there actually was some validity to what they were doing. So, in other words, you have important things to do. Uh, but for Morgan, the question is whether or not he's going to be able to take his own advice and literally live 30 seconds past when the camera cuts in that final shot. And you have to wait and see. So, uh, cliffhanger.
1: All the walkers coming in. Cliffhanger. Yeah, there you
3: go. Okay. Um, this is all the... Oh, this is the bullshit. We'll save the bullshit over there. Okay, so we told you Morgan got shot. We already saw the episode. Otherwise, you wouldn't be... Uh, listening. Listening to the podcast. As Chris said, you should know these things. Yeah, if, you should know these to things. to a Walking Dead podcast. Again, thank you, Chris. Just, you know. Uh, by the way, check Chris Hardwick's website because... Uh, I would imagine he's touring uh, other places besides here.
1: I'm sure. Yeah, his Twitter and uh, Instagram. At at, Hardwick. Just at Hardwick, yep.
3: I meant to bring in the clip of Debbie Does Dallas, one of the classic adult films of all time where the guy uh, is having sex with a young girl, a cheerleader, and his name is Mr. Hardwick.
1: Yeah, I and, remember you said, Right, yeah. and, the,
3: and the scene is, oh, Mr. Hardwick. Oh. <laughs> and I wanted to have it ready, but we didn't do the uh, interview in our studio. We did it in your studio. Yeah, so
1: all oh, that wasn't ready to go. Wasn't ready
3: to go. Yeah. Because we didn't know we were going to interview him.
1: No, I didn't have a porn sound ready. I'm sorry. Did I talk
3: about that, how we got the interview?
1: Yeah. I did? Yeah, we did. I did. You did.
3: Okay, yeah. So we thought we'd have like 20 seconds. My original plan, I didn't say this on the, on the podcast, my original plan was to like, listen, just give us like a minute. Have him just after the interview at Light FM, because he's gotta run and do other interviews, yeah. just have him come on and go, Hey, we got Chris Hardwick. Hey everybody. Hey, uh, okay. Hey, bye. I know you gotta go. Yep, gotta go by. And just be able to say we had him on the show.
1: Instead we have him for over ten minutes.
3: Yeah, so right. That's and we have pictures of us interviewing him.
1: Amazing. I had oh, his, you have him? I had
3: his uh, publicist take pictures of us interviewing oh, him. I
1: didn't even see those yet. Oh
3: cool, that's the move. Uh, yeah. I need the, I need
1: some of those. Yeah,
3: we didn't have video. I should have had her film it, but, Oh
1: man, I didn't get that yet. Okay. All
3: right. So the episode did you like the finale?
1: I did. Okay. Kind of. All right. Yeah. Let's talk about it.
3: Okay. Uh, the show opens with Dwight running as fast as he can. He falls on the ground. Now, why he's running, I haven't figured out yet. Yeah. Now, we knew he was leaving the group because he didn't want to be, fa- he didn't want to move in with Virginia. He didn't no. want her coming, right? So when the 15 ended, he's like, I don't want to be part of this. I'm out. So he's running for some reason. He's falling. He's running. He's falling. He's running. By the way, did you watch Talking Dead?
1: I did not get a chance to yet. I'm sorry, Chris.
3: Yeah. So, you're lucky he didn't hear
1: that. I know. No, he knows I love him and I will watch it. Right. I've never missed.
3: Okay, so, I want to call bullshit on an on a, a audience member. Oh. If you haven't? If you watch the episode, you'll know what I'm talking I don't, about.
1: This is a new bullshit for us. So,
3: every episode of Talking Dead, they bring an audience member out to ask a question of the guests on the show. Yes. And they'll go, oh, uh, this message is for, uh, you know, and they ask the question.
1: <laughs> this is for Kari?
3: So you, right, so you had, uh, I'm going to just use character names, you had the produ- executive producers of the show this week, and you had Dwight and June, okay. right? Uh, Jenna Elfman and uh, Austin, Austin Emilio. Emilio, right, okay. And so the guy has this opportunity to ask anything he wants, and he says, uh, oh, his questions for Austin. Austin, in that opening scene when you were running, was that difficult?
1: Stop it.
3: That's his question. No! He wants to know if it was difficult to run.
1: That's the dumbest question. Nothing
3: about the plot, his Don't career. Don't screen
1: the questions? How do you
3: not? Sc- I, I wasn't going to bring that up to Chris, but that was a, I should have said that. Like, hey, Chris, no offense, that was a lame question. Yeah. Was I, it, I was so. I have to it, be honest with you. I was so excited to have Chris on the show. We didn't know we were interviewing him. Yeah. So if you feel like my questions were a little scattered, uh, or whatever you feel about that interview, we did not know we were going to interview him.
1: No, we didn't.
3: I thought it was be like, hey, Chris, thanks for coming. But, yet we got him for, what, 10, 12 minutes? Whatever yeah, it, is. it was quite a bit. So I wanted to say, Chris, so that's the question. Hey, um, that scene you guys filmed, was it hot? Oh, like God. that. that's like, was it hard running? So then Austin's like, yeah, man, we I had to run and fall. We had to take, do a couple of takes, and it was really strenuous. How does that help the world? What How did Austin that? say? I just said what he said. Don't oh, you I'm listen sorry. to this podcast? I apologize. I'm sorry. You don't watch Talking Dead. You don't I listen know, to I Walkers and Talkers.
1: Oh, at my least, God. At least I watched the episode on, like, that one time where,
3: Oh my God! I'm sorry. I'm here. Are you? I'm yes. Are you? Cause, cause you, uh, I can't. I I don't.
1: I can't. I don't remember I don't. when you
3: didn't watch Fear the Walking Dead. Okay, Den? that was a
1: mistake. Just one time. Was just, it? Yeah. Cause I started watching. I was caught up in Preacher. Right. <laughs> and then I got distracted. Yeah, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. You, you know what? Are you excited to spend the day with me tomorrow? Uh, I'm not sure
3: now. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I I wonder sometimes if you're if you're all here.
1: I have people Are you part people. of this podcast? I'm human
3: dory. Hello, hold on a second. Let's ask our set, friend Seth Rogan what he has to say. Okay.
4: Hey, this is Seth Rogan, executive producer of the show Preacher on AMC. You're listening to the Walkers and Talkers podcast with David Brody.
1: I knew yeah. you were going to do that. There you go. You're out. <laughs> there is another version by the way, people. <laughs> I'm going to have to edit and but, Jamie. But he likes to do that one. I'm just going to have uh, Michael
3: Cutlets go, who's Brody? Don't leave it <laughs> it. That's it. Take out the whole, who's Jamie? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Cut. I just, Cutlitz forgot that he was on the show.
1: Yeah, Well, that's true, yeah. <laughs> at least at least I knew what, what room I'm in. Uh,
3: I wanted to talk to Hardwick about how great our interview was with Scott Wilson. I all of know,
1: them. there was, oh God, we could have literally talked to him for hours.
3: I got to talk to him about the SNL episode, the Star Trek. Yes. I, was, I, was, I, I have to, look, I know he worked. He created a website called Nerdist. Yeah. I am as big a nerd as Chris Hardwick.
1: I am. Yeah.
3: Like, he gets to do more things because he's Chris Hardwick. Yeah. But I'm a comic book collecting dork. Yeah. Right? I'm with you guys listening. Like, so when he's here, he, I look at him as a celebrity because he's famous, but not because he's a celebrity. Like, he's not really a celebrity. He's he's well known. Yeah. But he's just like a cool guy to just like he's BS with. He's very
1: cool to hang out with.
3: We talked to him last time we hung out with him backstage at Caroline's, the comedy club. Yeah. I was just bullshitting with him about... Like old Aquaman cartoons.
1: Yeah. Just nerdy stuff.
3: Right. So you know like, oh, if I ever met that celebrity I could be friends with him? I oh, that, could be,
1: that is definitely Chris Hardwick. I could
3: be friends with Chris Hardwick. Yeah. We can talk comic books all day. And and sci-fi and Star Wars and Star Trek and SNL. All and the whole, things. He loves Weird Al. I love Weird Al. What else do you need?
1: <laughs> what else do you need? You need nothing.
3: Nothing. He's my buddy. He's my buddy. Like, I feel like legit. Like you're like if I ever met Justin Bieber. Like people like girls are like I could marry him. No you couldn't. No. I can hang with Chris Hardwick. Until he was like, let's go to an expensive restaurant. I'm like, I can't afford
1: that. Yeah. You're gonna have to pick a up.
3: I mean he married he married um uh, Hurst. A Hearst. Yeah. Yeah, the Hearst family. Yeah. One of the richest families in the history of mankind. Yeah. So he can go to those restaurants. Plus <laughs> plus his own salary.
1: Yeah, which is pretty good.
3: It's like a rich guy wins the lottery. And you're like, oh, you don't need the money. <laughs> he married a bajillionaire.
1: Yeah, he did.
3: Right. That's a new number. You can yeah. Uh, but, uh, but humble, nice. Very. You guys heard it. All right, so that was the question. Was it a hard scene to film? Really? Are you going to go back to your theater class and talk about how oh, that was. it was hard to run? That's the
1: worst question ever. Worst question ever.
3: All right. Anyway, so the walkie-talkie goes off, and you hear a woman's voice. And it's like, hello? Yeah. That was not my walker impression. That was the walkie-talkie impression. Walkie impression. And he, he's like, honey? Is it Honey? And then, like it breaks up, he can't make out the thing. So he throws the walkie-talkie away, and it looks like it lands on a fresh grave. Was that Tom's grave?
1: It could have been because I know they just had buried him. So it, it had prob- it right. It probably was right
3: because they must have buried him. Yeah. He was near the truck at that point. Yeah. So he doesn't know who's on the walkie-talkie, and he can't figure. Like he doesn't get the signal.
1: I thought it was stupid that he threw it. Yeah, he's not sure if he's you, hallucinating. Something was coming in. All right, let
3: me read the part in the from the up rocks. I'm sorry. Up rocks called bullshit. So uh, they called bullshit on if you didn't. If you think you were imagining it, why would you throw away the walkie-talkie that you need anyway? Right. Yeah. If you thought you weren't hallucinating, wouldn't you go to higher ground and try uh, to get yeah, the signal back? Yeah,
1: that's what I would do. I would try to run into an open field and get you know service. Or right. Something.
3: And then uh, oh, uh, we'll talk about the horses in a second because they 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 call bullshit on the horse situation.
1: Oh yeah.
3: All right. So he's outside the SWAT vehicle. It's locked. He hears somebody coming, right? He hears somebody coming. I'm calling bullshit now because he hears a noise. Could be walkers. Could be the settlers.
1: That's who I thought it was. Right?
3: But now where was he? He's on a road with nothing but fields around him.
1: And what was it? The trucks that were around him. The SWAT truck and the other truck.
3: He hides behind the SWAT truck and he hears whatever's coming walking by and he jumps out, pulls his gun on him, and it's five horses in perfect condition.
1: By themselves.
3: By themselves with uh, their their uh, saddles and everything. So I thought at first, you know the way the settlers provide what you need? Yes. Like maybe they thought they would, but then they weren't around. They were at Humbug's Gulch. Only Dwight was there. Yeah. So the horses happened to show up right where Dwight shouldn't have been because he should have been in Humbug's he Gulch. He shouldn't have been there. And they're all walking together. No walkers have scared them. Right, because we later learn where the horses are from. Yes. So I'm calling bullshit that the horses are all hanging around.
1: And all together walking by each other. No all one together, got distracted walking by, with oh, grass.
3: Right. Yeah. Right. Or whatever. Right. Um, so at the end of episode 15, Morgan called Ginny and said, uh, you can come, and come get us. Oh, boy. I think we talked about this because it was a trailer for last week for this week. She's thrilled to need help. Uh, she says to that he says, "Where are you?" And he says, "I'm in Humbug's Gulch." And she goes, "You're kidding me. Uh, there's 263 souls there that were foolish because their leader didn't want to play along. So she, at this point, makes it seem like, "Hey, I tried to help them. They didn't want my help, and then the, they lost and then water this and is they what died." Happened. Right. She says that place is beyond repair. Move on. Don't even don't yeah. bother staying there. And Morgan says, "Look, we want your help, but you got to promise me you'll keep everyone together and save them all." And take care of everyone, even the old people, the sick people, whatever. And she says, I can't promise that.
1: She's like, no way.
3: Um, She says, I have to make the hard calls. I have 817 people under me. And Morgan says, I have 41. And then says, well, 40. Because Tom died. Yeah. She says, well, the rest of them are going to end up like Tom unless he's ready to protect them. She asks if she should come get them or not. Morgan stares at the walkers behind the fence. And after pausing a while... Tells her to come. He says, come get us. right. a couple things that are important in that scene. He tells her, I have 40 people. Which means with Morgan, that's 41. Regardless of whether you agree with the math on that.
1: What about Dwight running off?
3: He counted Dwight. I'm sure he counted Dwight. Yeah. So he said, I have 40 people. Right? That's important because at the end of this episode, if you go on uh, YouTube, people were commenting on all the videos reviewing the episode. And people were saying, oh, I didn't see the rabbi at the end. Oh, I didn't see Tom's sister. Mm. By trying to figure out which one of them was hiding to save Morgan.
1: Okay. Oh.
3: None of them can be hiding. If he gave a head count, they would have counted how many people. They
1: would would have counted. Unless he fudged it on purpose
3: he wouldn't have thought that far ahead cuz he, he no. didn't know they were going to load them up and he, he wouldn't know he needed to hide and separate anybody them. now unless he he now now remember when he had the rabbi he was in the temple with the rabbi yes and he said i have 36 people or whatever and he's yes. like oh 36 men to whatever it was symbolic of something they may now be up to 40 cuz they added tom's sister and whoever else they added along the way since that temple episode now if he thought i better protect tom's sister and not count her that doesn't work because if they all leave, he can't leave Tom's sister alone in, in, in the gulch. No,
1: because he didn't think he was going to be left there.
3: Right, which is why he said you have to protect everybody. Yeah. So I, he was trying to cover her base too. Yeah. So we're going to give our theories at the end as to what we think happened. But I just want to say, it's nobody that's there. Because they didn't show everybody. I went back and watched it again. It wasn't yeah. like they showed everyone no. but not the rabbi. They showed a couple of kids in the in the truck and they showed a bunch of people on a flatbed. That's it. Yeah. They really showed like 12 people. They
1: really did. That's it.
3: Yeah. So before you're like, I think this one was hiding. No, no, no. okay. Uh, let's see. Um, she says, look at it this way, Ginny. She says, you won't be together anymore, but you will be alive. So she's basically saying, which by the way, I don't think was established earlier. If we take you, we're going to split you guys up. Yeah. That was never a discussion. Her discussion was, you guys will live with us. It will put you in a community. Yeah. She never said she'd split them up.
1: Um, Why would you want to anyway? I mean, she really at well, the she end of it like to ra- a really. She effed doesn't want them sp-
3: to rally together and really like form a thing.
1: Effed up split.
3: Yeah. Uh, Grace tells Morgan, "Remember the guy you told me about at the plant." She said, "Remember that I, I told you that the guy was dying."
1: Yeah. Um, they had a moment.
3: She implies they slept together.
1: Oh, for sure.
3: Right. Yeah. Again, everyone on Twitter was like, "So who's the father?"
1: The guy, the, the
3: guy she, she said she, she slept. She the guy was like, she
1: banged. She
3: was like, you know, there was there was gonna be no future there. Oh, he, no. Uh, he was dying. That's a She gave him a pity is, bang.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. 100%. She's like, oh, you're
3: dying now. Here's the thing, though. And again, up Rocks calls bullshit, and I do too. If she had radiation baby, then the the odds of that baby being born deformed or dead are super high. Like she, it might be a walker inside her. Ah, that'd be oh
1: god, like alien. no, no. So, yeah, that's like, crazy.
3: So d- did the radiation get in his DNA where the DNA from him went into her and the whole thing and the thing with the thing? Ooh, we don't know. So here's what I wrote. She says, I don't know how much time we have left together. I wrote, at this point, I'm betting she's pregnant. Oh, yes. If you guys remember, you can tweet us. There was a show, I don't know, in the last 10 years, maybe five. Maybe it was only five. There was a somebody who thought they were sick and somebody else goes, oh, you're not sick. You're pregnant.
1: I feel when you say that, I feel like I, don't I know, know what you're talking about. It was Grey's but I,
3: Anatomy. It was some show where this person thought they were sick and then they found out they were pregnant. It's probably been a bunch of shows. Yeah. To be honest, it's probably been a few it, times. It's the oldest plot. In the, that's why we, we were talking. You said the it. It's the oldest thing On oh, the, the book. Sonogram. She didn't yeah, want that's to find what I out.
1: I'm like, oh, she's pregnant. Oh, okay. No, she's not. All right.
3: Plus, she's a well known actress. She was on that other show that they they had, the um, Enchanted or whatever the Disney princess show Oh,
1: Enchanted. Whatever
3: show she was on. Okay. There were two shows. Yeah. Right? Whatever it was, the, the two producers were on that show. They didn't bring her on for one season. Yeah. Come on now. Uh, June tells John she doesn't want to do any of this without him. At that point, they don't know they're getting split up.
1: No, they don't.
3: Dwight shows up with the horses. uh, And that's when I realized he could use the horses to draw the walkers away. I'm like, oh, he'll use the horses. Now. Oh, well, I'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Uh, Then Dwight says, uh, you know, if there's horses alive, there must be water nearby. Okay. In which case, we don't need Ginny. Okay, here's where I call bullshit. Okay. And then I'm going to read you what Uproxx wrote. Okay. Okay. They don't know where water is. They need water, right? Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Okay,
3: a couple things here. Tom fell through a bridge into water. There was a river. Yeah. I know that bridges go over ravines sometimes, but there was a river. They showed the river. Yeah. Second of all, the fact that there's horses doesn't mean there's a river necessarily. And June has maps. Wouldn't the maps have the river on it? You would think. The fact that the horses are alive... I Okay, so here's... Let me see... Let me see uh, what it says here. Hmm... It says, when Dwight reaches the abandoned convoy, he finds horses, and inexplicably, the first conclusion he draws from the horses is that they're all saved, because if the horses are alive, there must be water around. In other words, horses could find water, but a group of 40 people with maps could not find a source of water, despite the fact that there's a very large river just minutes away. They find a river five minutes later.
1: Yeah, and then- The
3: rapids, we'll get to that.
1: Yep, about that.
3: Was the river not on the map that June had, with all the buildings and the location of Humbug's Gulch on it? Also, didn't Tom die when he fell into water? Okay. Yeah. Uh so why was the existence of water so surprising? Uh okay, then he then he's upset about the okay, so we'll get to that. Okay. Cause that's Yeah, okay. Uh let's see. Alicia asks Strand for her weapon back because she's not afraid to use it anymore. And she says, I think we can clear the place. I think we can we can get all the walkers out of there. Now we talked about this. They got all the walkers out of the prison. Now Morgan wasn't there, but you know, all you gotta do is open the gate,
1: yeah, and they'll, they'll come out, and then out. make
3: some noise, and lead them away, and then duck behind a tree, double or then
1: go back the other way.
3: Right. You can get them out. Yeah. Even if you get out eighty percent of them, then you can go and kill the rest of them.
1: hundred percent. It isn't that hard.
3: They've led. Remember the the, the quarry?
1: Oh my God! Right yeah. on the other on
3: the main shop? Oh yeah. They, they took ten thousand walkers. That a lot. 263, you can't figure out a way. I mean, it's no different than No Way Out in The Walking Dead, right? Season six, when they busted into Alexandria, they killed them all. They did. I mean, granted, they used the truck and the fire and everything, but still. Yeah. All right. Strand says, we're going to need water and supplies. Uh, Dwight says, if there's water, maybe there's fish and deer. Uh, And Daniel says, uh, you saw what Virginia did at the bridge. She's not walking away without a fight. In other words, we're gonna have to fight her if we're calling her here. Yeah. Dwight says, I am who I am because of these people, and I want to hang on to that. I wanna, you know, I want to stay with you guys. And John says, we don't have enough ammunition to fight off Virginia and her people. Daniel says, We're gonna have to take care of the dead and then take care of Virginia. He's like, We're gonna kill take care of the dead. Yeah, like, uh,
1: we're gonna take care know, of the. Because you know, Daniel's
3: a badass, even though he's playing with a cat he hasn't been a badass.
1: Yeah. Remember, he, remember back
3: in the day he was a badass?
1: He's vicious.
3: Yeah. Okay, Morgan sees a billboard of men on horses rustling cattle and has an idea. Maybe we can take care of both of them at the same time. Okay. All right, here's what uh, Uprock said. Um, let me get this straight. At the end of last week's episode, Morgan's group came upon the Gulch and saw it was overrun by zombies. They surmised that the camp was a lost cause. So they called Virginia. But Then after calling Virginia and asking for help, they spent a lot of time contemplating whether they could clear the zombies. It was only after seeing a billboard with cowboys wrangling cattle that they came up with a plan to open the gates to the gulch and lead the zombies away on horses. They could have done that without the horses before they called Virginia. How many times in the Walking Dead universe has someone led a horde of zombies away on foot? Rick did it in the final episode. Daniel did it in an earlier episode this season. As soon as they saw Humbug's Gulch and noticed all the zombies were contained within the fences, they should have immediately realized all they had to do was to open up a fence and steer them away. Hello. Okay. I'm enjoying uprocks this week. <laughs> Saving me the trouble. Uh, okay. Let's see. Morgan tells Alicia to get all the people as far away from there as possible and then they get on the horses and they, they lead the massive, herd, the massive herd down the road just like we've seen a hundred times on The Walking Dead. Morgan says, look, we're going to take these walkers to Ginny. We're going to use them as a weapon. But we're not going to kill her or her people just surround them and take what that we need from them and tell them they better leave us alone.
1: Yeah.
3: That's a plan. You're going to get the walkers to surround them somehow, all sides. They won't be able to drive away in their cars because slow-moving herd is coming.
1: While they get supplies and then they can't get out? I right. Don't
3: know. Yeah. We're going to give us some supplies, and then what happens once they get away from the herd? Then they're going to come uh, back and shoot yeah, you. Yeah, what
1: about that? How is that a plan? It's not.
3: I, so I wrote, that's not going to work.
0: <laughs>
1: I
3: wrote that. Uh, here's what UpRox wrote. Nope. No, a minute, hold on. Uh, let's see, June thinks... Oh, uh... Oh! Um, there's one walker left in town that Al kills and it's wearing a key pin like the one Virginia was wearing. And so now now this means, obviously, they were part of the community and she killed them. Yeah. That's how you know. They weren't people who didn't want her help. They took her help and somehow and ended died. up all dead. June thanks Dwight for all he's done and he says, we're all trying to do our best. And June says, but Virginia could take you to Sherry, yet you're still helping us. And he says, I may have heard Jenny on the walkie-talkie, Sherry, rather, on the walkie-talkie. I'm not sure. It could have been the heat talking. But you know what? I felt like she was telling me to do the right thing. Mm. So he's using that as like, that was a sign. Yeah. So uh, they all entered the church. The rabbi says, it's very New Testament here. He says, but I might have to to, uh, play some oldies, meaning Old Testament stuff. Yeah. (laughs) So that was funny. Al says she thinks she knows where the horses came from. She shows the key ribbons that you fa- she found on the dead and said, Virginia's more full of shit than we thought. Her theory is that um, there was a war, maybe a fight between Ginny's people and the people living at the Gulch, and that the horses were some of the casualties of Ginny's people. Yeah. Like they died, fell off, and then the horses ran away. Oh, that's it. A... All together.
1: Yeah, <laughs> all together.
3: Uh, Daniel and Strand are looking out with binoculars at the road uh, outside the SWAT vehicle. Daniel says, I have the starter. So they can't take it if they wanted to. He's good at taking the starters out of things.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: Strand says, you know, maybe we should consider this opportunity with Virginia. It may not be as bad as we imagined in those settlements. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what? Maybe we can find a nice place to live. uh, Strand, man, he just caves in for safety. Yeah. Even though he's trying to change. Daniel says, she's not giving us a choice and that's all we need to know. Uh, They show Dwight, June, and John wrangling a herd into a circle. Uh, Morgan and Grace were on the same horse. They were kind of cuddling. Oh, yeah, they were. Yeah, they were hop up and down and like they were, uh, you know, humping on the horse. <laughs> oh, my God. Virginia's group's coming up the road in a Jeep and some trucks, and they're all heavily armed. When they get out to look at the SWAT vehicle, they see that Luciana is with the group. Oh, man. Daniel sees her and says, Abort, abort. Abort, call off the mission. Call it off. Strand tells Daniel to head back to the gulch. He picks up the starter for the SWAT truck, heads toward the vehicle. He says, I'm going to make a bargain. Here's what Uprock said. So Morgan and company concoct a plan to circle Virginia and the settlers with the horde of zombies and take what they need. However, Morgan specifically insists that no one will be killed. However, when they see Virginia has brought Luciana along, they bail on the plan because they don't want Luciana to die. Why? If no one's going to be killed, why did they worry about Luciana being safe? Yeah. Why didn't someone just concoct another plan to lure Luciana away, save her, and then go with the plan with the horde? That reminds me of... um, a uh, Few Good Men. Have you ever seen the movie A Few Good Men?
1: No. I've heard of it. I just haven't seen So it.
3: there's a scene at the end with Tom Cruise and uh, Jack Nicholson where he's trying to get him to admit he did something. Hmm. And Nicholson says, my direct orders were to keep that guy safe. Right? But then he says they were putting him on a plane to get him out of there to keep him safe. And he says, why would you put him on a plane to keep him safe? If you gave an order that he was not to be touched that he needs to be kept safe, and you already said no one ever goes against your orders, why the need to get him on a plane to be safe? True. Right? That's what I'm thinking. If you gave an order not to kill anybody, why would you worry about Luciana?
1: Yeah, that's very accurate. That's what I'm saying.
3: Okay. Sorry, I, I'm going off on tangents here. <laughs> we're getting late here. Uh, Morgan says they have some time left. So Morgan, they they, they abort the mission. They, uh, they lead the, the walkers away from where they were going. Because they have horses, so they kind of r- rustle them up like cattle. Yeah. Uh, Morgan says, we have time left. Let's try to live the way we said we were going to. Alicia and Wes start painting the church. Like,
1: come oh, on. Oh, Lord. These two.
3: And they're getting flirty. You gotta paint the church. You Where are you are,
1: getting fresh paint? I know
3: you want to, like, get it out of your system. Right? That you want to paint. Yeah. But they're coming to take you guys away in a little while.
1: And they're like, la, la, la.
3: Anyway, John and June are going to get married in the church. The rabbi's going to marry them. Of course, Al's filming it. Of course she is. Uh, Dwight offers up his rings for them to use to get married. I will have to say, that, that was, was very sweet. That was touching. Yeah. He says, I wouldn't be here without you guys, and uh, I don't even think I'm ever going to see Sherry again. John breaks a glass with his foot, which is a Jewish tradition, look it up, and Daniel sings a traveling wheelberry song again. Um, so then I was like, there's 22 minutes left in the episode, someone's going to die. I said, Then I said, everyone looks happy, the sun is shining. I know, right? Somebody's dying. Uh, this is when the, the vehicles the vehicles are pulling up with Virginia. Oof. Now that's another bullshit. Um you know, Uprocks talks about how did they all get back to Humbug Gulch on horseback and Ginny didn't get there for hours later by car. By car. By car. Good point. It is a good point. I know it's a good point. All right. Uh so let's talk about post wedding and the big finale uh right after this
0: hey this is cooper andrews jerry from the walking dead and you are listening to walkers and talkers with david brody and jamie Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh?
2: A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes!
0: Wait! Did we just invent California?
2: Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured, not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
3: All right. So Virginia pulls up in the SWAT truck, uh, and she's like, oh yeah, Victor told me about how you are going to have the zombies attack us. So again, Victor,
1: you idiot.
3: Yeah, I know he's got a plan. Uh, Yeah, he's got a plan. Um, So that's another thing that uh, Uprock's called bullshit on, and again, we agreed. He said he was going to make a plan with her and gave her back the starter. Gave her the truck, right? Yeah. He's going to work out a deal. What was the deal? Was the deal not to kill anybody? Because that's when Morgan calls her bluff. She doesn't kill Morgan. Was that the deal? Because we don't know what the deal was. We don't know what he got out of it at this point.
1: Just here's a starter, don't kill me.
3: <laughs> right. Uh, so Morgan says to her, she's up in the top of the truck, and he says, you got to take all of us, the injured, the elderly, everybody. And she says, you're in no position to make demands. You don't get sauce in the soup kitchen, which I thought was a great line. <laughs>
1: yeah, I like that.
3: Did you think that she was going to shoot him right there?
1: I thought, when I saw the aerial view of Morgan standing there alone, I thought, he must know that he she's not going to do it. If he had enough guts to go out there.
3: Well, he, he was standing felt, up to her, which the last thing you want to do is stand up.
1: Well, because you know
3: how that ends. Yeah, you, you saw what happened when people stood up to Negan. Look at the bat! <laughs> yeah, she didn't look at the bat. No. <laughs> Rosita, look it's at Rosita's the bat! Fault. Right, and then Daryl stood up to Negan. And then Glenn got killed. Spoiler, oh, Glenn's still yeah. dead from earlier when oh. we told you that Glenn was dead.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, Morgan says that these people are valuable, and if they're all healthy and together, it's all or nothing. He goes, let us win a little bit, otherwise we all lose. Which again is his, you know, hallmark card phrasing. Yeah. She thinks about it and says, fine, we can save a few bullets. Go get your people. We have a long drive. Adios. Yesterday, hello tomorrow. And I said, so right there I wrote, there's no way she's going to honor that promise. No way. No way. Something's up. Because she has a shit-eating grin on her face. She does. You know she's evil. Evil people don't make deals and keep them. By the way, every commercial did you notice was for The Walking Dead coming back this weekend?
1: Yeah. Oh, kid, wait. Me either. Okay.
3: Uh, let's see. Luciana locks up a truck full of the kids and some people, you only see their legs. You don't <laughs> know who's on the truck.
1: No, you never know.
3: She says, it's going to be okay. That was my nailed it. Luciana. Luciana. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh now at this point, they're hoarding they're herding people up into vehicles. It seems like they all knew which vehicles to get into, and they all knew they were being split up. So yeah. did they go like eeny, meeny, miny, moe, like one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three? <sighs> That's
1: what, what like, it seem like. And how did they
3: know to split up every couple and pairing? On? I was
1: going to say everybody that should be together was split up. How the hell did they know? Daniel and his cat
3: and June and and And, uh, and Charlie and, John and, 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 and Daniel. Yeah. They just happened. Uh, yeah. Come on. Like, I'm calling, I'm calling pairing split up bullshit. Yeah.
1: There was some, I how did they know those? Then some people
3: got on the flatbed truck. Again, we don't see a lot of people. Uh, Al tries the old, you probably need me to fix the SWAT vehicle, so I'll just hang out in the SWAT vehicle. Yeah. She's like, no, I got a mechanic, girl. Like, I'm not stupid. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, and she takes her camera, too. She's like, uh, give me that. Which, you know what? That I'm happy about.
1: <laughs> I know, right? Take
3: Al's camera away. Yeah. <laughs> Enough with that. It was an interesting thing in season four. We're done with it. Yeah. All right.
1: Uh, let's see.
3: Uh... Oh, Virginia comes by and takes Alicia's weapon, the one that she just got back. Yep. Daniel walks by Victor and says, "Why did you give her the starter? Remember who you are." You know, and so Charlie runs up to Daniel, she's scared, and uh he says, "We'll find a way to get together. We'll find a way." Which That I
1: have- was sad. I mean, for God's sake, let her at least be right. with Daniel. They she's put a the kid. cat
3: in a different truck.
1: That was sad too. And Daniel's like, "I want my cat." Skidmore can plot. Poor
3: Skidmore. That's right. John gives the uh video of the wedding to John um, to uh, I'm sorry, to uh to Joan and says, "Um, You know, they're not going in the same vehicles, so they get the wedding tape, Mm. right? Uh, And again, John says, we'll find you. I'll find you.
1: They all say that. Right,
3: they all say that. And they drag John away, and as he was yelling, I love you, I love you, and they dragged him away. Morgan's now the only one left standing by the church. Grace walks up. They do their goodbye thing. Morgan says, at the carousel in the mall, I felt something. The only other time I've ever felt that way was with my wife. I, I felt there was a possibility. Yeah, I, f- I thought there was a possibility something could happen. And wherever we end up, I need you to know that, that there could have been something.
1: How about just saying, I love you? Exactly. Rather than, I felt it. There was something. Well, what? Just say it.
3: Right. Virginia, wa- So a doctor walks up with Virginia, who's done some oncology work. So like, well, in case she has cancer, he's a, yeah. he's a, a little bit of an oncology background. And he goes off with Grace and... Um, she says, to, she says to Morgan that uh, she felt it too, and I need you to know that. Yeah. So she liked Morgan too. And I feel like if they like each other, they can't kill Morgan. Like, you got to show something there. Oh, you, gotta you built give, up a whole season. The poor man. Uh, Morgan watches all of the vehicles uh, drive away. She and Virginia are standing in the middle of the street. She says, uh, He says, what, which car am I getting in? She says, you're staying here. Oh. I have to ensure the future by taking care of the past. And she pulls a gun on him. And he says, you don't need to do this. By the way, again, we've talked about this. We that oh, line people, never works. It never works. It never works. You never go, oh, it doesn't. I don't need to do well, it. Oh,
1: let me just put this I way. thought
3: I needed to do it. <laughs> but you're saying I don't. So I'm going to not do it. Oh, my God. I should buy you lunch because you just told me <laughs> I did. I thought I had to. <laughs> that never works. Okay. All right. So uh, she pulls the gun on him and she he realizes she's about to shoot. Now, if you watch this in slow motion... Which I did on my DVR.
1: Of course you did. He takes
3: his stick, he charges towards her. He swings to the left first. She hasn't fired a shot. He then swings back to the right. And as he's swinging, she fires at him as he's hitting her in the face.
1: I I watch it in just regular motion. I'm like, "Uh, that didn't look like it would have hit there.
3: More importantly... Why wouldn't she shoot him before he's like going, oh, hi-ya! Yeah, I mean, you just,
1: yeah. <laughs> she was trigger ready.
3: Yeah, she, but she wasn't triggered.
1: Yeah, I guess not.
3: Okay. Uh, so she shoots him. They both fall to the ground. She's got a little mark on her face. She says, uh, so he's crawling away, bleeding. And he looks bad at that point. And she's standing over him. And uh, her gun, I guess, was knocked away. I don't know where her gun went. Did she only have one bullet?
1: I don't know. I think it just, well, if it got knocked out of her hand, he wasn't really moving, but she went to go get his gun. So I don't know. Maybe well, she only did have one.
3: Okay. But where did it go? So she walks over to a dead body and takes a gun off the dead body. Yeah. And she says to him, she puts the gun in his face and she says, I resent your face so much. God. Which I thought it was like, harsh. He's a good looking a man. Really har-
1: horrible so thing, So she I goes to shoot
3: him in the face and it looks like powder comes out and it doesn't really fire. Yeah. Now, one of two things happened there. The gun just misfired a la the finale of All at War. You
1: know what? That's exactly what I thought. And or then it was I, a
3: trick gun because it was Humbug's Gulch. I
1: I uh, did a little digging and I read it was a prop gun.
3: From Humbug's yeah, Gulch? Yeah, from Humbug's Gulch. Right. Cause that,
1: yeah. right. So but as, I did think about All at War first.
3: Okay. So as the uh, he's laying there bleeding, she's like... First of all, she could have just put her hand over his mouth and ke- kept a, him from breathing, awful. a la Tony Soprano and his nephew Christopher.
1: Christopher. A uh,
3: spoiler: Christopher dies in Sopranos. Spoiler: Ten years ago. Uh, okay, so the doctor calls on the walkie-talkie. Ginny picks up, and he says, "I'm calling about the patient." Morgan says, "Please don't hurt her." And Virginia says, "How sick is she?" She says, "She's not. She's three or four months pregnant." Oh, okay. There it is. First of all. I know June's not a doctor, but she couldn't tell at all that maybe she was pregnant. Right?
1: That's what I was reading online. Everyone's like, really? She's a nurse?
3: There was no water. Wa- like, and okay. there was No, I, now thing- she's sort of a nurse, right? She had medical training. I don't remember the level of nurses. I thought she was
1: an actual nurse. But, but this
3: guy's a doctor, so I want to say had a little more training. Yeah. Where he noticed the signs. Maybe he, she had an engorged uh, private parts area oh, there. Oh, I don't know. Oh. oh. We don't know how much oh. he, he dug around. But he was only gone five minutes. He's like, oh, she's pregnant. If you had asked us, we already knew she was pregnant because yeah. that's a hack thing to do.
1: It, it kind of oh,
3: is. I know. I kind of six, suspected it, yeah, for a Six long time. episodes ago, we're like, ah, she's probably pregnant. That's why she didn't do the ultrasound machine. Yeah. She's not dying of radiation. No. Come on. Uh, anyway, so Morgan says, what we're doing out here had, you said, you said we had no future, but you were wrong. We have a future. Look, we have a baby. Babies. Now, at that point, she should have assumed it was Morgan's baby, in which case she should have let him live. Or something, but she doesn't. All right. So they see walkers coming around the street corner. They must have gotten into Humbug Gulch. Yeah. When the trucks left, whatever. Yeah,
1: because all the gates. Humbug's
3: Gulch. Uh, She says, "You know what? I hope you die." But that's not the point anymore. I hope you heard me about my message. So whether you live or not, just remember what I said, bitch. Is what he's saying. She's saying to Morgan. Oh God. She does the evil villain laugh and she rides off. Right. Morgan says, uh, "Okay." So Morgan gets on the walkie. And uh, he gives this speech about uh, living for the future, and I hope you live, Grace. If you're listening to me, live. All of you, live. If you can hear me, just live. And then the herd of walkers comes up and is like close to him, like they're gonna kill him.
1: Steps away, and then of course, end scene.
3: <laughs> All right, here's what uh, Uprock says. In Morgan's apparent final moments of life, he uses what little time he has left to deliver a monologue into a walkie-talkie. Did he deliver it on Channel Four? The channel that his entire group uses? Because none of them have walkie-talkies. Uh, nope. Although, Dwight threw the walkie-talkie, right?
1: Yeah, but... Right?
3: Maybe Sherry finds the walkie-talkie and, and hears here's the, the humbug's gulch talk. And maybe she knows where it is.
1: Oh my God, I hope that's... You always come up with better ideas. I love this idea. Okay. I like this.
3: Um She said they've all been abducted and had all their walkies taken away. If he's on Channel 5, Virginia's channel...
1: She's hearing it.
3: She's not going to give anybody that message. Hell no. So who is he talking to? Now, there were theories about whether he's alive or not. Um, Now, remember the Glenn, the dumpster thing? Oh, God. When, when, spoiler, Glenn didn't die? Yes, I do remember that. Okay, you remember he wasn't in the In Memoriam. Yes. They didn't kill him on Talking Dead. So, this is what it said on In Memoriam... Ooh, interesting. It said, Morgan, you told everyone to just live. Now it's time for you to practice what you preach. Hashtag just live, Morgan. Cliffhanger. So you have to assume he's not dead. Because they would have killed him.
1: I kind of assumed that. If they wake us wait and then bring back the season premiere and then kill him, that's fucked up. I don't like that.
3: I guess they are gonna Okay. So let's just... Who do you think... What, what do you think happens?
1: I think he lives. I think... Like you said, somebody is going to just jump out. That we're like, what? And they save him or something. Right. Now, there are,
3: there are dodo heads. Now, if I'm wrong, I'm a dodo head. People, let it go. Madison's dead. Yeah. Madison has no explanation to how she followed them across Texas, figured out where they were. There is no way. Doesn't save them or help them in all the time they're there. But then at the end, now she finds the walkie like I just suggested, and she saves Morgan. That's crazy. Pray Okay, it's possible if you're desperate for the show. I think that was Sherry on the walkie. I think Sherry heard heard the conversations, and I think uh, I think because it can't be anybody from the group, Sherry will pop out somewhere and shoot the walkers.
1: That is that is probably the most likely thing that's going to happen. Now, I
3: don't remember Sherry being a nurse. or, uh, no. or right.
1: No. She's
3: a dimwit. But somebody's got to like patch him up or cauterize the wound. Or, do or
1: something.
3: Or, yeah. So yeah. I don't believe Morgan's going to die. I don't and I believe so. Sherry and Morgan will team up to then like-
1: Find everybody or help them or something. Yeah.
3: Get enough people together. Yeah. Find like a junkyard of people and
1: <laughs> build an army. At the up, up, at up. At the up,
3: up, up. Yeah, there you go. So that's our theory. If you have theories on on how Morgan gets saved, uh, if you hated the episode, a lot of people hated the episode.
1: Yeah, a lot of people didn't like it.
3: Yeah, and a lot of people want the showrunners fired, who promised that the finale would lead into season six, which will change this show completely. Wow, you already changed the show completely in season four, you putzes. (laughs) Obviously, it didn't work. Why would I trust you again? (laughs) If you're a general manager of a sports team, fool me once, kill the team. Why would I give you another chance? Uh, Yeah,
1: you're out. You're out. Goodbye. You're
3: out. Okay. Uh, We'll have the pictures up hopefully sometime uh, not too far after we post this. Yes. Other than that, uh, have a wonderful day. Enjoy The Walking Dead season 10 premiere.
1: We'll report from Comic-Con later.
3: We'll report from Comic-Con. We'll have stories. We will not be wearing any eight-foot-tall costumes. No, we will not. Yes, but with that said, it's time.
1: What time is it? It's time to to shut shut this this shit shit down.
0: down. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs,